to the David Glenn Show. Our next guest got a lot of votes for best of the weekend, along with his App State football team. They went to Chapel Hill and took out the Tar Heels. They remain undefeated. There are not many of those left in our region and only so many nationally at the FBS level. He hosts, although there are no personal responsibilities on Coach Eli Drinkwitz, I should say his school hosts our big tailgate tour in Boone next to Kid Brewer Stadium. He has his mind on the Mountaineers' opponent, Coastal Carolina, which is trying to make a successful jump to FBS, just as the Mountaineers did not too long ago. Coach Drink, welcome back to the David Glenn Show, and congratulations. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. It's always a great day to be a Mountaineer and uh, excited. Not only is it Taco Tuesday, but it's Toughness Tuesday here on the Rock, and we get to go out and practice and get ready for Coastal Carolina. So All it's right. a great day. Well, we know Taco Tuesday. What exactly does Toughness Tuesday entail? Well, I mean, it's the toughest day of the week. It's the most important day from a practice standpoint. But uh, we lift starting at 6 a.m. Mm. We've got three different groups that lift at 6, 6.50, uh, and so on throughout the day. And then we come in and have meetings and have a 22-period practice. And so it's a – it's a full day's work, um, but there's no way around it. Uh, practice execution becomes a game day realities, and so in order for you to be prepared for Saturday to play the best that you want to play, you got to go practice on Tuesdays, and it's all about having a physical and mental toughness uh, in order to accomplish that. Coach, you joined us when you took the App State job, and you knew a lot about the three-time national championships at the uh, champions at the FCS level, uh, the big upset of Michigan 12 years ago at the Big House. You described the win over the Tar Heels in Chapel Hill as not at all an underdog story, that this win, while big, is much, much different. What's the best way to summarize why you felt that way? Well, I think it's about it's, it's expectation versus hope. Um, when you expect something, you prepare for it, you determine that you're going to de- determine the outcome, and you have an expectancy, you live up to that standard. When you hope, you're ex- you, when you hope for something, you want somebody else to do something for you. And for us, we weren't hoping that we were good enough. We weren't hoping that we had enough talent. We expected to have a great week of practice. We were determined to go out and play our best football. And so when the result came the way it did, that, that's, not, uh, that's not an upset. That's, that's setting the expectation, meeting the expectation. And I felt like if we addressed this game as David versus Goliath or an underdog story, then you already put yourself in this uh, feeling of inferiority. Well, we're not an inferior football team. we got great players. They work hard. Uh, they put in the same amount of sweat, energy, tears. They just don't have the star rankings uh, that maybe some of the other guys do. And so we knew it wasn't about having star rankings. It was about being the best team and playing together for as long as we possibly could. And uh, when the result came, we, we that was what we expected, to be honest. And so it wasn't an underdog story. It was set the expectation, go meet the expectation. I know you and your guys have more tunnel vision, so you may not even know this aspect of the story. But the bottom line, Coach, and I've been at this for 33 years, people in North Carolina were not shocked that you beat the Tar Heels. My friends and family around the country who just, you know, they're just more detached from what we do around here. They were shocked. Uh, As you guys were celebrating, can you share any sort of outsider texts or phone calls or congratulations? (laughs) Because I can assume that everybody in Boone was there uh, giving you guys quite the welcome. Well, I mean, there was was several colleagues from around the the country. Alvin Gentry, obviously the the, the head coach of New Orleans Pelicans, is an App State alum. He sent us a, a really nice text. Steve Wilkes. 
defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns is an App State alum. He sent us a really nice text. I think the the moment I realized it was as big a win as it was was when Bill Belichick sent us uh, sent me a text on Saturday night wow. on the bus ride home, um, congratulating us on a big win. And so that, that's when I realized, okay, maybe maybe from a, the outside perspective, uh, this was a pretty big win. And then yesterday I got a text from Luke Combs, and and that got me pretty fired up. <laughs> I'll be honest about that. So that's pretty cool. My mind is racing through your resume trying to figure out when you crossed paths with Belichick. What am I forgetting? Um, Coach Belichick came to to uh, pro day at NC State okay. uh, back in 2017, and, and got a chance to strike up a conversation with him. And uh, he, he he's a great uh, ambassador for the game of football. And I've been able to go up there a couple of times and uh, uh, visit uh, OTAs or whatnot. And uh, so. Yeah, that's how that, that, that happened. Eli Drinkwitz is joining us on the David Glenn Show. 34-31, the win over the Tar Heels. That was App's first victory over a Power 5 opponent since the win over the Wolverines at the Big House 12 years ago. Uh, in the general sense, how do you uh-huh. describe what you inherited from Scott Satterfield or from the administration. He was a guy who averaged 10 wins per game. And when we look elsewhere around the state, Coach, you know, Will Healy inherited a little bit of a headache in some ways at Charlotte, or Mac Brown's trying to reboot the Tar Heels. It feels like App was already very strong, and that's what helped get Scott Satterfield, you know, a job in the ACC. How do you summarize what, what you stepped into now that you've had three games to watch your guys? Well, I mean, I think I stepped into a, a championship culture, um, a culture that understands winning and work ethic and togetherness. And so they have those things. Um, the one thing that, uh, you know, our staff and our team collectively has done a decent job of, we're only three games in, which is a little less than fourth of the season. Uh, but what we've done a good job of is gelling and forming our own identity and trying to form that chemistry and team bond as quickly as possible. And I think that showed up. Saturday in the fourth quarter when, um, you know, there were some waves of momentum and they landed some hits and we came back, kept on swinging. And and uh, I think the only way you can do that is if you have some togetherness. I mean, they returned the first kickoff to the 18-yard line, scored the next play, and uh, the offense went right on the field and answered. And, and I think it gave everybody a lot of confidence. So while we inherited some really uh, great players and a great culture, I think the, the thing that's been uh, – proud for me is how quickly we've tried to become us and become a team um, because we're not the same unit as last year we, we lost some good players we lost some really good coaches and we've had to gel and form our own identity coach we get at, to at least one app state home game every year and we're coming this saturday and of course we watch you on tv a lot on our friday yeah. show we, and you, you have you know because of your background at nc state you have a perfect perspective on this i don't know if this comparison is inappropriate for the app state head coach but i just described your quarterback zach thomas as an acc caliber player or your darrington yeah. evans running back as an acc caliber player and yeah. i don't know your personnel the way you do but Corey mm-hmm. sutton at whiteout uh noah hannon and mm-hmm. victor johnson and what a great name bear hunter on your offensive yeah. line among others um, it just feels like, especially offensively, the Tar Heels didn't have more than you had on that side of the ball. How do you describe that, given that you're both in the FBS ranks but two different leagues? Well, I think we've got a good, we've got a good talented football team that's got some uh, individual skills, but collectively we're better together than we are individually. And I think when you put our skills 
together collectively, it maximizes everybody's individual ability. So, you know, Darrington Evans has got great explosiveness, good vision, but when you combine that with Victor Johnson, Bear Hunter, Noah Hanna blocking at the point of attack, Ryan Newsle, our left guard, who's as good as, as anybody, uh, when you combine those, his ability gets maximized. Yeah. Uh, combine that with the fact that you have a Thomas Hennigan and a Corey Sutton out on the edges that it, that when you try to play them one-on-one, they're going to beat you down the field vertically, which was what we did against uh, UNC on Saturday. So now you have to play safeties over the toe top which allows Darrington more space when you come down to defend Darrington then you open up more space for the wide receivers which then makes your quarterback look a lot better now are those guys uh you know ACC caliber players I don't know but I do know that together collectively we're a pretty formidable foe looking forward you are only concerned about coastal Carolina your fan base is dreaming really really big I mean you got to deal with South Carolina I know at South Carolina how do you describe your longer range goals, even as you're only focused on beating your next opponent? I don't think you can even th- focus on them. I mean, for us, we're trying to win the Sunbelt Conference Championship okay. in a bowl game with class, integrity, and academic excellence. And the only way to win the Sunbelt Conference Championship is this Saturday to play the very best that we can at home uh, against a uh, conference opponent. And so, you know, if you get caught looking down the road, then something bites you right now. And so we're focused on one day at a time, one game at a time. The most important uh, thing for us to do in order to win the conference championship is to have the best Tuesday practice of the, uh, of, of the season. And so really that's where all my focus and energy is, and that's the message to the team. You can't get caught drinking the Kool-Aid, man. you you got to get back to work and focus on the present. Be here now and uh, take care today. Eli Drinkwitz is joining us on the David Glenn Show. Very successful offensive coordinator at Boise and then NC State, of course. One of his disciples now in the NFL is Ryan Finley of the Wolfpack. Zach Thomas, his guy nowadays with the Mountaineers. Uh, You're an offensive guy. I know some of your fan base, because of the high expectations, saw yielding 41 points to Charlotte as like a red flag. What got better uh, as you limited the Tar Heels and got that win in Chapel Hill? Well, I, I think I, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I mean, again, we're all forming our identity. We're as coaches, we're figuring out who our players are, what their strengths are, what situation we can put them in. We're replacing two corners, a nose, an inside backer on the defensive side, and so we're, we we were still trying to figure out, okay, what exactly can we do? What can't we do? What positions can we not put guys in? And uh, you know, this week against. Uh, or last week against UNC, we were able to force three turnovers, make them stay on the field a long time, see if they could consistently be successful, and it worked out for us. You know, this week will be a totally different challenge. Um, but, but you know, like I like I said um, to our team, you know, you got to ignore the noise. We know what we're doing uh, inside this building, and as long as we stay together, we trust each other, and we keep improving every day. Uh, all that other stuff, whether it's praise or criticism, is just outside noise, and it can't influence us either way. And so, you know, the the objective of every game is to win, and we've played complimentary football through the three games, and we're going to have to do that this week, especially against a good opponent that, that uh, holds the football for as long as they do. Last thing for you, we always try to choose something special for our annual trip to Boone. Sometimes it's a Sun Belt rival, rivalry like a Georgia Southern. We've been out there for a Thursday night game. We saw the Mountaineers uh, play Wake to the final second. I think that was two years ago. It happens to be family weekend as you host yeah. Coastal Carolina. Are, are these young men, do they get to enjoy family weekend, or are they so tunnel vision that it's just you know 95% football? Or do they feel the family aspect? 
Uh, I think you feel the family aspect. I mean, anytime your stadium sold out, your family's come to the game, you always have a, a, an anticipation and an excitement for what's going to happen. Um, but for us, the most important thing, the reason why everybody is there is for our performance on Saturday. And so um, we'll focus to give the best effort, energy, and attention to detail that we have for those three hours. And then if we win, family weekends becomes a lot more fun. Thanks for the visit. Congratulations on your 3-0 and start and the victory over the Tar Heels. Good luck with the rest of uh, – I'm getting my staff to work on Toughness Tuesday, uh, Taco yeah. Tuesday a little bit later. Thanks, man. Uh, that sounds like a great idea. Appreciate <laughs> you all having me on. Look forward to having you up here Saturday. Thank you, Coach. He is on Twitter, at Coach Drinkwitz, first-year App State head coach after a long, distinguished tenure as an offensive coordinator at Boise and NC State.